Danny. And I'm Chelsea. And we are talking about the 1949 Batman serial, Batman and Robin, starting with part nine. How are you doing, Chelsea? I'm doing good. Just same old, same old. How have you been since I, I last saw you? Oh, Did, you know, happen? nothing. Just watching these serial episodes is getting worse and worse. <laughs> it's not easy. What about you? Anything exciting going on in your life? Uh, I had a another date with that uh, that sailor. That yeah. I, I told you about. There was like a, a huge. It was like a month in between dates because she had to go out to sea. Mm-hmm. And uh, as they, as sailors do. As sailors do. As sailors are wont to do. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and we we had a, a an okay time, um, but it didn't. We got to the end and it was like um, I kissed her good night, but it was kind of like a chaste kind of kiss, mm-hmm. and it sort of felt like she would have rather it have been like a hug, and I texted her afterward, I haven't heard back, and I don't really expect to hear back. Well, that's dumb, but now we can say she's lost at sea. <laughs> like, definitely not wishing that on her, but... Honestly, it's almost a relief. Yeah? She, yeah, cause she was like, she was like hot on like a level where it's like confusing <laughs> to... Like, if you saw the two of us together, you'd be like, wait, I don't understand. What is that supermodel doing with that caveman? Is it is she, is her brother? Or? Yeah. How good can his personality possibly be? Answer, no not that good. Not that great. <laughs> <laughs> There's no, what is, I don't understand what she's, what? Like it Yeah, feels like, it's a lot of, that would be a lot yeah. of pressure. Like, have you ever had a job, I have this one job in particular I'm thinking of, but like a job where... Like, you knew you weren't qualified, and, mm. like, you didn't want to be there, and you, but the money was, like, too good for you to quit, right. so you just had to be like, I'm just gonna, I know this isn't gonna last, but I'm just, I can't be the one to end this, I just gotta wait for so them. So every day you would just, like, sit at your computer yeah. and, like, make Excel spreadsheets yeah, yeah, of, like, Pokemon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, when they finally fired me, it was almost like, oh, finally. God, why did it God, take you so long? how did it take long? you so long to yeah. figure this out? I've been here almost a year. <laughs> Can this I speak is... to your, like, HR team? Because right. how did I get this job in the I made a place? lot of big mistakes here. Why did this take you, why did this take you to now? I almost took the company down with me. I found out that they were firing me because um, I had been looking for other jobs, and I found my job listed on the company's website oh. as an open position. And I'm like, that's that's weird. They fucked up. They put that's not an open hey, job. Hey, they're gonna Wait, make two jobs for this. Yeah. But I do all of nothing for. Oh. Oh no. Oh. And then they wanted to have a meeting. I'm like, yep, that that makes sense. Yep. I see. I'll wear my crying pants. <laughs> Which are all my pants. And they they made such a big deal of like, well maybe uh, you can you can look for another job here or there. I'm like that's that's fine. I just want to go. I just want to go home. I'm fired. There's no reason for me I'm to stay here. Am I fired now? Yeah. I, like, I don't have to stay the rest of the day? Like, They're like, yeah, we'll pay you for the rest of the day, but we just want to talk with you about, like, we don't need to talk. I'm going to go home. This is, it's fine. I actually really like breakups like that, kind of. Because mm. like, you both know what was wrong. And it's like, wait, we don't need to talk. We, we talked about this for months. We fought for months. Yeah. I know what you're going to say. You know what I'm going to say. Let's just. Go home and cry in our bed separately. Oh, did I tell you I finally uh, blocked my my ex's number? You did not tell I me did. that. I did. I did. She sent me a letter. I burned that so I don't know her new 
address. Very wise return. of you. Yeah. And I blocked her number, so there's no way of us. Did you also? Oh, you can't delete her contact if you block her number. Yeah, that was the one thing keeping me from blocking her because I didn't want to have it in my phone. But I, I think I've reached a point where I'm not going to reach out. I have an idea. Give me your phone and give me her contact. I'm going to change the name on it. Oh, I, I deleted the contact, but it's in like my blocked. Oh, memories. you can still do that. I thought if you had a contact, if you deleted the contact, then it wasn't blocked. I don't think so. I think it's it's in my blocked list. Viewers, <laughs> listeners, please help. Um, I just recently um, deleted my ex from Instagram. Hmm. We broke up like last August, <laughs> but then we were like, "Oh, we'll try to be friends for six months." And then he was an absolute ass to me. Um, Does the friends thing ever work? You know, I think the friends thing could have worked. I think the friends thing can work if you're both legitimate about being friends. Mm. The reason it didn't work for us, I think, was that, one, I was going through a lot of stuff that made me kind of emotionally dependent on him, which just does not work with friends. And for him, I think he was using me as, like, a girlfriend placeholder until he found someone. Mm. Because as soon as he found a girlfriend, he, like, fucking dropped off the face of the planet. I'm never legitimate about wanting to be friends. I guess that's why it never works for me. That's why I don't care about this. Yeah. Um, my position is always, like, if you break up with me and we're trying to be friends, I'm trying to be friends because I'm hoping something mm, will happen can, in the future. Yeah, maybe, maybe I can win you back. If I break up with you, I'm breaking up with you because I don't want to deal with you anymore. So mm. I'm not, I don't want to try and be friends. Yeah. I mean, I like to stay at least good enough on terms with my exes that, like, Besides the most recent guy who also sent me a message that was like, I'm sorry if I hurt you. And I was like, if you hurt me, excuse me. And I was like, this is how you were an asshole. Beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, boop, beep. And he was like, well, I mean, you can't really say that's all my fault. And I was like, so you, did, you didn't mean your apology message? Anyway, but he is in the Navy and he's going to sub-school in Connecticut, so he's in New York a lot. Uh-huh. So I kept him on my Instagram so I could be like, oh, he's around this part of town. Don't go so there. You track him. So I could stay away from him. But then I was like, you know what? There's so many people in New York, and yeah. let's be honest, I don't really leave my apartment on the weekends, <laughs> except for to come here and right. do this. As long as he's not in your apartment or my apartment. Yeah, that'll be a real mean trick, Danny. <laughs> I'm, i got to find this guy. Yeah. What's his name? I, I need um, I'm not going to say his name because of potentially other people are listening. Okay. And well, give I don't, me, give uh, me his name and his Instagram off the air. I'm going to track him down. Yeah, sure. Feel free to do that. He just Probably got a cool tattoo of uh, an alien abduction. So I used to do a mediating. He really is a cool guy. Like, that's the thing that, like, was so shitty about it. Like, I really liked him. He was a cool guy. He had, like, we had similar interests and stuff. And then when he started dating this girl, he was like, She's just weird like me. And I was like, dude, you're not that weird. You're weird in the same way that every other, like, 17-year-old boy on Reddit is weird. He's not 17. That would be weird. <laughs> that would be very weird. You're 23? Yes. That would be a crime. You hesitated a long time. I couldn't remember if I was 23 or 24. At this point, does it really matter? I think after you hit like, 21, Like, does it matter it until you hit 25 much. and then you're, like, on a slow downhill I can rent 30? a car. Hey, you can up. rent a car before you're 25. Yeah. Did you, you know that? Mm-hmm. I, There's just an extra fee, and because oh. I did it to come up here, and it's only like thirty dollars. It's an obscenely low fee. Yeah. So there you go. Everyone knows that now. Well, so and fuck you. It's a slow climb towards thirty. I'm getting 
like that's how birthdays work after like you're like 18, 19, 20, 21. Then you're like 22, 23, 24, 25. Yeah, kind of stuff, nothing. <laughs> my birthday was yesterday. Uh, and I just kind of didn't do anything at all. Yeah, I know. My birthday is in August, and uh, it's on a Monday, and I'm going to go to work. Mm. I thought about taking off work for my birthday, but I'm like, but nah. why? Like, what, who are you going to, like, that's yeah, my thing. I'm do? like, what am I going to do? I'm realistically just, I mean, I could just lay in bed. I love that. Yeah. I'm like, I, I don't have that many days off. I, I don't, don't either. It, that's my thing. And, yeah. like, our fiscal year starts in January, so if I take a bunch of them off, like, before September... Then I'm fucked for the rest of the year. And both my bosses were out of town, and, like, there was barely any work to do, so it's not like I was, it was a really stressful day. Anyway. Right. Yeah, that's true. Mine, I'm going to, I'm going to a Flogging Molly, Flogging Molly, Flogging Molly concert on oh, cool. the 19th, yeah, and then Mozart's Requiem on the 20th. Those were both my birthday presents from Mackenzie. Yeah. Yeah, it was nice. So we're going to go to two concerts, and then hopefully lay around in bed a lot. My favorite hobby. Um, also, you can't say you didn't do anything for your birthday because I just brought over a white trash birthday cake for That's you. That's true. Chelsea brought me a bunch of ho-hos and zebra cakes. There's a cosmic brownie. That's true. Uh, you got a double layer oatmeal cream pie. I love those. I those love really those good. too. I made them from scratch one time for a friend's birthday party. These are not made from scratch. These are bought these are from not. The I store. bought these at the corner store, and the lady was like, $10 card minimum, and I was like, what? <laughs> Just like, or I can just charge you the fee. I was like, charge me the fee. <laughs> um, yeah, but for a friend's birthday, I made like homemade oatmeal cream pies and like a s'mores dip and a couple of other things. And then I spent the whole night being like, where's the food? Is the food okay? Is the food good? Do you like the food? Have you eaten the food? So I stopped doing that. And now I just make food for myself and eat like a scary monster. Good stuff. I ate like 10 zebra cakes last week. That's too many zebra cakes. Apparently not, because I'm, like, active, like, I'm losing weight. I don't know how. You're, Maybe my body's shutting down. Your, st- your stomach is, like, closed off. Yeah, it's, it's like, no stomach. more zebra cakes. Yeah. <laughs> They're good, though. A cold glass of milk and a zebra cake. Oh, don't get me wrong. I love me a zebra cake. Those oatmeal cream pies is even. It wasn't ten in a, one sitting. Okay. It was, like, three or four sittings. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, two to three per sitting. Yeah. Watching like TV. I don't think I could eat three zebra cakes in a row. Even I if could I wanted to. honestly. This is disgusting. I could probably eat a box. Like if they had a hot dog eating contest for zebra cakes, or God forbid those Christmas tree cakes that come out, uh-huh. which are I don't know what those green sprinkles do, but it, they must be made of heroin because I can just put those away. In case you're wondering, I'm a very thin swimsuit model. <laughs> Very thin. Chelsea weighs about, what would you say, like 105? Ooh, maybe. Maybe after all 10 zebra cakes. <laughs> no, lol. But yeah, I keep being like, keep like weighing myself, and it's gotten to the point like, that like keep the scale keeps going down. I'm like, maybe it needs new batteries. Because <laughs> I'm like not exercising anymore. I'm not really eating any better. It's just like my body's like, it's hot. Let's get rid of some of this. I, I used to do this kind of weight loss uh, technique that I, I uh, an ex-girlfriend taught me. Was it bulimia? Basically, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Pretty much. 
where she uh, that didn't uh, realize until recently that that's basically what she taught me. They're like, oh, if you just go like three days like without eating, then your stomach just shrinks and you just don't have to eat that much anymore. And that's science. Yeah. Well, and, like, there are some diet plans that are, like, on one day you eat 500 or 600 calories. Then the next day you can eat as many calories as you want. Then the next day you eat 500 calories. That would make me super angry. I feel like my stomach would never shrink, and I would just be hungry all the time. And then on my binge days I would eat, like, a disgusting monster creature. Also, do you do this? Like, I don't know. Other people, on weekdays, like, eat really normally. On weekends, I feel like I eat constantly. I feel like it's either like I eat constantly or not at all. Yeah, I feel like a lot of my eating is based on boredom. And if I'm not, if I don't have anything to do, then I eat a lot more than if I'm busy. Right. And if then I'm you really eat busy, like... If I'm really busy, I can go a whole day without eating at all and not notice it. Okay, you don't have to brag. <laughs> but if I'm, no, but if I'm, if I have nothing to do, then I'm just going to be snacking the whole day. Right, and, and, and you're going to be, like for me, I always say like that I'm eating like someone's going to take food away from me. And I'm never going to get food again. Like you're just saying, I have this in the freezer. I should eat this too before it goes bad. And it's like, it doesn't expire for like four months. I'd be like, I don't care. These pizza rolls are going to expire. I got a, a friend who's a comedian. Uh, shout out to, to Talk Moffat. I'm stealing his joke here. And I'm going to butcher this joke. But the, the premise of it is basically that um, it's like the, the most absurd. Like, like African people would hate us if they found out that we, we have like expiration dates on our food. Like we mm-hmm. have so much food right. that we have to worry. We can't eat it all before it goes bad. So we can worry about that. Right. That's such a first world problem. It's funnier when he does it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a very funny it's, joke. It's funnier when he does it. Yeah. No, um, it's a very funny joke when he does it. So, like, I do these things where I get paid and then I spend all my money and then I forget I have to buy food. So I've gotten really good at, like, making, like, stretching a dollar. Uh-huh. And, like, one thing I make is, like, this chicken noodle soup that's, like, two cans of regular chicken noodle soup, two cans of cream of chicken soup, the water that it takes to make them, and then, like, some chicken breasts that I have in the refrigerator and a box of pasta. Well, it makes way too much chicken noodle soup. You'll never, ever eat all of it. Mm-hmm. And I'm so tired of chicken noodle soup that I'm going to go home tonight and probably throw away a quart of chicken noodle soup. And I feel super bad because of, like, being wasteful, but it's July. Yeah. There's no way I can, like, walk around my building and be like, hey, do you have any chicken noodle soup? Also, people will think I'm trying to poison them. I constantly do that when I don't have a lot of money. I'm like, I, I make these budgets in my head, and then I'm like, okay, if I just eat uh, nothing but ramen for the next six months, then I'll be fine. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, I can totally do that. And then I get like two days into it. I'm like, I can never eat ramen again. You know what's a good trick? Frozen meatballs. Mm. I went through this one period in college where I think I ran, I, had, like, I was on like a dining plan, mm-hmm. and uh, I ran out of like meal swipes for that. And so my parents gave me like a bunch of money so I could get groceries and stuff uh, for the like the last month of school and I looked at that bank account and I said you know what I could spend all this on groceries or I could just be hungry and buy a bunch of beer makes me want to hit you in the head (laughs) and I found someone had just thrown out like a crate of ramen I just found like all this ramen on the streets and that was what I lived off like last month lived off of street Street ramen. ramen yeah 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 that and I hung out at the dining hall and just begged people to swipe me in. 
Oh, yeah, that's always a good plan. Yeah. Or, like, when your friend's like, hey, do you want to go out to dinner? You're like, yeah, but I'm pretty broke. And they're like, oh, come anyway. Like, but I'll come anyway. Like, I'll just have some water. And then you get there, and you just look at them, like, really sad, like, when they eat. And they're like, <laughs> do you want the rest of this? And you're like, fuck, yeah, I do. <laughs> well, this is hey, kind of. Is this a Batman podcast? It is, but first I'm going to tell a story that's <laughs> very, very related. We were almost 17 minutes, and we have not mentioned Batman. You know what? Batman's had enough of our time. <laughs> Batman. So when I was in fifth grade, like, I went to a school growing up where you had, like, a lunch account. And my lunch account was overdrawn to the point that they would not give me food. Hmm. And it's not like my parents wouldn't give me money for it. I just hated asking for it because I felt bad about it. Yeah. So my younger brother and I had lunch at the same time. And he was, like, not eating the crust off his pizza. So I went over to ask him for them. And he, like, was like, no, they're mine. I was like, but you're not even going to eat them. He's like, go get your own pizza. I was like, I can't. It turned into basically, like, a scuffle in the cafeteria. It was the only time in my entire life that I have been to the principal's office. And, like, when they called my mom, they were like, yeah, they were fighting over pizza. <laughs> so, yes, I have always been fat. Anyway, Batman. I had this thing when I was a little kid where I was just, like, just painfully, painfully shy. And uh, my response to anything, anytime something difficult my solution just like, well, I'm just going to suffer. And that just, I'm just going to accept just not being happy. And that that's better than confronting this problem. Little pioneer band. And, yeah. And it started off in like kindergarten. And I remember uh, my, I, I like brought lunch to school, but I, I think I was supposed to buy milk. Mm-hmm. And so my parents set up the whole, the counter or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I just, made the decision that, like, I don't know how to buy milk. I don't want to talk to the lunch lady. So I'm just going to be thirsty for lunch for the whole year. And then I think my dad came to visit at school one day. And, like, he, he said, like, hey, why don't you have any milk? I just, like, explained this plan to him. He's like, no, we're not doing this. We're, we paid for your milk. You're getting milk. And he, like, made me, he, like, took me through the lines. Like, all you have to do is just go up and, like, Give him this card, and the lunch lady's like a, just a, a person. She's just <laughs> she's, a nice lady. Yeah, she's a very nice woman. And you were like skeptical, but enjoying the milk. I'm like, I don't know how to do this, so I'm just not gonna ask anyone. I do that sometimes as an adult. I'm gonna be honest with you. Like, yeah. if I walk into a restaurant, and it's like a weird concept. I don't know. Like, do I seat myself? Does someone seat me? Do I go through a line? Which end is the order line? Where are the plates? What do I do? I'm just like, bye. (laughs) Like, your restaurant is so complicated. I, with my two college degrees, cannot figure it out. No. I remember in maybe that same year, I think it was first grade, at the beginning of the year, the teacher explained to us all the things we could do if we had indoor recess. Mm -hmm. And she's like, okay, over here we've got a station where you can uh, can read books. I'm like, I don't know how to read, so I'm not doing that one. She's like, Scratch that one yeah. out. She's like, uh, and here we have some computers. I'm like, don't know how computers work. I'm not going to do that. And she's like, and here we have some toys. I'm like, okay, this is going to be the one thing I do. Because this is, it's like a listening station. Like, listen to music. Don't know anything about music. Not going to deal with that one. Just, there's just the toys. That's the one thing. Just I know how to toys. do that. I'm not going to deal with anything else. I'm not going to learn how, how to use how computers. How did that work out for you? I think I eventually learned. Did you eventually learn Oregon Trail? It was Trail? very reluctant. It was very reluctant. Yeah, I learned like Oregon Trail. I, I think I, I 
think I got nervous and I threw up on the computer the first time that, yeah, <laughs> I don't like learning new things. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is amazing, and I want to make, like, an idiot abroad show with you, but where you have to just try new things and vomit. Maybe I was nervous. Maybe I was legitimately sick, but I... I, I or drunk. Uh, maybe I was drunk. Maybe I was six years old and just really hungover. I did throw up in the computer. It was the advanced milk that. line. Yeah. Uh, so, part nine... Batman! <laughs> yeah, Batman. I had a, a friend later. who hasn't listened to the podcast. He's only seen it written. And he was asking, he didn't know how to pronounce it, but it's supposed to be like the, the Batman theme, like, na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na, Batman. But, but podcast. Yeah. So he thought it was, na 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 podcast. You know what? Only on sad episodes when someone dies. That, that can be our, our next podcast. We'll be like a, after you finish all the Batman movies, we'll be like a Bananarama podcast. Bananarama. We'll just do Remember the Titans over and over. <laughs> <laughs> left side strong side <laughs> alright so when we last left Batman uh, Batman someone he was in a warehouse someone had thrown a pipe at his shoulder and he'd been knocked unconscious into a fire into a fire the warehouse was on fire and so now we we uh, jump into episode 9 the wizard strikes back <laughs> Batman wakes up and just walks casually out of this burning building not only that, he climbs stairs, yeah. to, which is like the number one thing you don't do in a burning building. This is another one. They've just gotten so lazy about these yeah. saves. There's nothing. There's no reveal. There's no tension. There's no like. Batman just shakes it off. Yeah. Oh, he's just fine. That's. I feel like if I was watching this in 1949, I was like a little kid, and I'd left the theater the last week and saw like, oh man, how is Batman going to get out of this? And it showed up. It's like, oh, he just walks out. I would be so pissed. I also feel like you're setting very bad precedents for fire safety. <laughs> Batman's not a good role model. No. So Batman and Robin see the, the radio announcer and a private detective talking, and they speculate that either one of them could be the wizard. Because at this point, who couldn't be the wizard? Right, anyone could be the wizard. Batman speculates, or Batman says that it could also be Professor Hamill, and Robin points out that he's, quote, a wheelchair invalid. Wrote that down, and I was like, that's horrific. <laughs> it's also a weird reversal of their positions, because up until now, Batman has been, like, poo-pooing the idea that it's the radio guy, and Robin has been uh, pushing that, and Batman's been saying it's Professor Hamill, and suddenly they're just taking the opposite. It's like each of them got the other one's lines for that day, and they just fucked up and just went with it. Yeah. Like when you're a kid and like you think something and your sibling thinks something else, you fight about it, but then they agree to you, then you're like, oh no, now I think your thing because the fighting was the most fun part of this. Right. So a butler brings Hamill a tray of food and Hamill orders it to leave it on the desk and says he's not hungry. Then why did you have him leave yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I was thinking. And also he's like, well, normally I serve it for you. What do you, just take the napkin off? Is right. that what you do? So the, we cut to the wizard who's announcing his plan to demoralize traffic, which is which not is what that Which is not a means. thing. I double-checked because yeah. I was like, maybe it has an older meaning. Yeah. No, it doesn't. No, nope, it's just no. wrong. I had to go back a couple times and be like, am I hearing this word correctly? Did they? Nope. Nope. And I even looked up, like, 
maybe they actually said demotorize? Not a word. Nope. Not a real word. They said demoralize. They're going to demoralize all traffic. Everyone's going to be so disappointed and downtrodden. So the wizard is in his hideout in front of this elaborate 1949 computer system with a bunch of knobs and dials. So he starts turning those, and all the cars in Gotham come to a very gradual halt. Yeah, it looks like he just turns off the traffic lights. Yeah. Which were probably fairly new. Right. You'd think with this, if his whole scheme is he's going to be able to control vehicles, you would think the cars would come like a screeching halt. They'd stop like immediately. They just kind of shut down and kind of gradually. Glide. I was hoping for a car crash. Yeah. Big one. Yeah. Smoke, fire. You'd think that would be so good to show that he's sinister and he's dangerous. The cars. And it doesn't care about people's lives. The cars stop very slowly and safely. Nothing happens at all. They're just in everyone's inconvenienced. Uh, the effort of stopping all these cars burns out the machine. And then there's this newspaper montage, like a spinning newspaper, saying that the traffic is normal. Yeah. Which does not seem like it would warrant a news station story. function again. Traffic back to normal. Beep, boop, beep, boop, beep. Extra, extra. Traffic is running normally. (laughs) Extra, extra. The trains are back on the tracks. Everything is operating exactly how you would expect it to. And that's why newspapers are a ripoff. (laughs) <laughs> Commissioner Gordon goes to Bruce and asks, not Batman, Bruce, right. and asks why the wizard has stopped his machine. I, I keep coming back to this question. Does Commissioner Gordon know that Bruce is Batman? I don't know. I, I don't understand. If he, he doesn't seem to, but no. if he doesn't, I don't understand why he would go to Bruce Wayne about this. Maybe because like, Bruce is rich and knows rich people stuff. <laughs> Rich people are basically the same as supervillains. I think rich people know a lot of stuff that we don't know, like about secret clubs and things. Sure. I, I don't know if this has come up on the podcast yet. Chelsea is a big Trump supporter. Hey! <laughs> Chelsea's like, look, he's very rich. How Maybe he knows more than we do. Look, I don't agree with his ideas, but, I mean, he's much also, richer than apparently I. he's not that rich. He's, he's, like, way richer than me, but he's still... Uh, he's not as like, rich as he says he is, but he's yeah, still Yeah, his, like, rich. net worth is still, like, it's in the thousands and not even, like, really the millions. If you take uh, out all real? of his... Yeah, if you take out all of his, like, stock holdings and blah, 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 his actual monetary value is, like... Hmm. I, I thought he, that he was significantly less, less rich than he said, but I thought it was still... It was, like, one billion versus ten billion or something. Someone tell much money how he's worth. I don't know sentences. <laughs> but I'm not a Trump supporter, no matter what that sentence makes it sound like. <laughs> Even for the purposes of a joke, Chelsea <laughs> cannot let that stand, that someone might think that she's a Trump supporter. It can't stand. Bruce predicts that the machine is broken and that the wizard will need synthetic diamonds. How? Cut to the wizard plotting a robbery of synthetic diamonds I think Bruce is a wizard. I, I think literally wrote, that was a real fucking good guess, Bruce. Are yeah. you the wizard? Have they ever been seen together? <laughs> no. No, the only time where they were almost seen together, there's that one scene where they're in like that cabin, and then it turns out it was, the wizard is actually on like a TV screen. Mm-hmm. I don't think they've ever actually been together. 
And someone could fake being the wizard because of all of his get-up. Right. And also Batman. Because mm. of all his get-up. Also, who's making diamonds specifically to withstand heat and friction? Not the purpose of diamonds. I Maybe there could be some kind of industrial diamond. Don't they use that for some... They, they've got... I know they cut things with diamonds. Maybe. They're like the hardest substance on earth. And but I don't think they use synthetic diamonds to cut diamonds. No, no. I don't mean cutting diamonds. I mean cutting things in general. Like there's diamond-tipped saws. But don't they use real diamonds? Just ground up into dust? Maybe. But could they not use carb... Um, Carbic zirconium? Carbon zirconium? Cubic zirconium Cubic is not zirconium. as It's not as hard as diamonds. Oh, really? It's softer. Oh. Well, I don't know. What do you know about jewels? <laughs> diamonds. Diamonds. Vicky gets a call from her brother, Timmy. Jimmy or Timmy? Timmy. Timmy. No, it's Jimmy. Jimmy. I kept hearing it as Timmy. Then I'd go back and re-listen, and they said it the right way. I kept wanting that to be like a fuck-up, and it just wasn't. <laughs> There like five times in my notes where I said they did it. They said they said Timmy. No, they didn't. I like when she answers the phone. She says, "Oh, I hope that's something exciting for me to cover." <laughs> I said, "No, it's just your dumb brother." Timmy, uh, Jimmy says he, that he's in trouble, and uh, as Bruce and Dick listen in to this phone call, Vicky leaves through a secret passage There's in her turns office. Turns out to be a closet. Right. I want to know more about Vicky Vale. Yeah, this is some, and this is one of so many things that feels like this is going to come back around. Maybe it's a photo lab. But she left through like the closet door. Then Bruce and Dick show up again and try and figure out where she went, and they open up that closet, and it's just like a the normal closet. closet. Yeah. This is one of those things that it feels what like if it's Vicky's the wizard. Yeah, but this feels like it's going to come back around and be significant. I haven't watched all the way through the end of the series, but so far. This has not come to anything. No. There's been no explanation. It hasn't been important. She just has a secret passage out of her office. I want a secret passage out of my bedroom. I kind of like that she has a, an office, though. Like, it, it makes her feel more of a It's a real office, not like Linda's, like, secretary desk. Yeah. In front of, like, an empty doctor's office. Like, she has an actual job. And, like... She's despite, a professional, Danny. Despite no one taking her seriously, like, her job takes her seriously. Yeah, and her pictures get published. Yeah. Uh, so Bruce and Dick can't figure out how she escaped, but they decide to look through her papers, and they find the words Harvard Club on a piece of paper mm-hmm. and decide to go there. Once again, this is not how detectives work. But this is what's so cool about it. Yeah. She'd written it backwards, uh-huh. like Da Vinci does, so they right. had to go walk over to a mirror to read it. Why did she write she it backwards? She is better at secret messages than Batman and Robin. Why did she write that backwards? Because she didn't want anybody to follow her. That's the easiest club, the, the easiest clue to uh, code to break. She didn't want anybody lazy to follow her. You don't even really need a mirror to read backwards writing. I feel like everyone. I'm can, not pushing to the test. I feel like anyone can read backwards writing with like maybe it's a little slower, but you can still do it. What about dyslexic people? Maybe not dyslexic people. But they have trouble reading forward writing. Any normal, functioning human being. That's right. Dyslexic people, we think you're normal. You're so offensive all the time. Yeah, yeah. That's that's my role on this podcast. Mm -hmm. I'm the I'm the out there one. You're like the grandpa. Dyslexic people. You're like the grandpa that I'm like. 
Oh, don't mind him. He's from a different time. <laughs> I'm from the 80s when saying that dyslexic people were shitty and not real human beings was okay. That's true. Ronald Reagan said that. It's on his tombstone. That's right. So Vicky finds her brother tied up and she unties him, then asks why he didn't call earlier, which uh, maybe because he was tied to a chair. <laughs> maybe that's why he didn't call. That's a good reason. But why didn't you call? You should have tried harder. Yeah. Some, some pretty serious, like, the definition of victim blaming right there. It's true, but how did he call her earlier? I, I don't know. I guess he got this untied This is when somehow. we find out what we should know all along. I was so hopeful. I loved this. Or do you have anything to say before we jump to the next scene? The next scene is one of my favorite scenes. No, jump. So... They, they both run out, and a criminal comes after them and tries to shoot them. Then Batman dries up and screeches to a halt, jumps out of his car, and lifts a barrel over his head like Donkey Kong, and just throws this at the criminal. Right, and the criminal's like, ah, I fell down because yeah. that was a barrel. It yeah. hurt. <laughs> How'd he get it? How'd he get it? Barrel. Um, Everyone goes to Commissioner Gordon's office separately. No, they're all there together. Well, they drive separately, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then uh, Jimmy Vale tells him about the wizard's plan to steal the synthetic diamonds, and Batman suggests that Jimmy be released to Vicky's custody. They go to, uh, uh, to Vicky's office, and when she leaves to develop some films, he calls a criminal and tells them Gordon is moving the diamonds. The same criminal that wanted to save him earlier. Right. Bruce and Dick are hanging around the Batcave just pouring chemicals from one test tube into another. Mm-hmm. When the, the phone rings and Commissioner Gordon reporting on Batman's activities. So I, I guess I guess he doesn't know. Mm-mm. No way he could know. It feels like he knows that Bruce is Batman. But then he I, I like guess how he must it, not. Like, you slow down when you're like processing how he couldn't know. I'm also switching notebooks, and I was trying to find the right page, so I was stalling for time. <laughs> but it, it, it feels like he, it just doesn't match up. It doesn't, the evidence doesn't match up with him not knowing, but the evidence also doesn't match up with him knowing. I don't know, I feel like Commissioner Gordon, or, Gordon, or, Gordon is a guy that, like, would maybe have trouble telling a bagel from a donut. <laughs> is that an expression? No, that's the thing I just said. That feels like an expression. That's, uh, I'm still saying that. It's an expression now. Make a t-shirt, someone. So Bruce and, and Dick take their costumes out of the filing cabinet, and they rush over to the synthetic diamond plant. Criminals rob the car, transporting the synthetic diamonds. Batman follows, but the wizard causes the car to gradually stop. Uh, so they commandeer some other guy's car, leaving him stranded this with theirs. This is amazing. Scene. Yes, this is a He's good like, scene. He's like, hey, can we use your car? The guy's like, yeah, I'll give you a ride. He's like, no, we need your car. Can you stay here with our broken down car? And he was like, oh, I guess so. Um, you know, Batman's like, if anything happens to it, the police department will replace it. That seems like something Batman can't possibly promise. Also, the guy says something that's supposed to be a joke that's pretty funny, but I forgot to write it down, so... Watch it for the joke. Don't okay. watch it. But that's... I'm really confused on the nature of the relationship between Batman and the police. 
And Batman in the community in general. Right. But I don't think he's working for the police, is he? Like, not officially. It's not like in the, the 43 we one where he's with the, the FBI. We have the thing, which is technically still not for the police, but... But I think he's just like a vigilante. I don't think he can promise that the police are going to do anything. No, he's rich, though. He could probably pay for that guy to have a new car. I guess. It just seems weird that he promised the police would do it, though. Well, you can't say, like, I, Bruce Wayne, multimillionaire, will buy you a new car. Yeah, I guess. That's how aliases work, Danny. <laughs> well, you had that scene earlier where he was he, he stole Vicky's uh, keys, and then he promised Bruce Wayne would come pick her up. Stop stealing stuff, Batman. <laughs> He's not a good superhero. He's not even a law-abiding person in general. I bet he never apologized to that man. No, never. Absolutely not. So the bad guys radio the wizard again, and he sees through a televiewer. Right. Which is kind of like a, it's, it's like a binocular type thing that's kind of glued to the table. He just mm. looks through it. It reminded me of those things when we were kids where you could click yeah, the pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are those called? Click pictures. Tele, I think they had a name, tele something. Digitella pictures. Viewfinders. 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 It, it's kind of like a viewfinder, but like glued to the table. Uh, he tells them that Batman and Robin are in the car, and so the wizard takes control of the car and, and causes it to go over a cliff. Drives it off a fucking cliff. This is one of the few times where I feel like the wizard really makes use of this power. Right. He's not just like You're causing like, oh, the car. oh, this is a bad guy. Yeah. He's not just causing the car to come to like a safe stop. Well, that like was an inconvenient breakdown. Yeah. I was on my way to my grandma's for dessert. Now I'm going to have to steal someone else's car <laughs> if I'm going to follow. Fuck Batman. This is one of the few times like, oh, he's legitimately trying to kill Batman. That brings us to the end of episode 9. Episode 10. The uh, Batman's last chance. So it's revealed that Batman and Robin bailed out at the last second. Always do. Yeah, I, I thought that was uh, that was pretty good. That was something we hadn't seen before. Right. It was something we hadn't seen every time <laughs> a car goes over a cliff. I will say that one, it wasn't like the, the car like slowed down so you could, like in the 43 when you could yeah. see the car like slows down before it tips over. Yeah. Uh, so they, they jump out and then they hide behind a bush so that the wizard can't see them? What? I, I don't think... They're I, not scientists. I, the whole uh, televiewer thing, I don't understand how this is supposed to work. Does it work, work if it's not uh, like a, a machine? How do they even know that he has this? And there's no, it's not like it's looking through. Well, like they had to know that he had it because um, when they changed cars, he knew it was that. I guess they could have called, they didn't have cell phones, radioed. But they didn't. But it's not like there's like a, a camera that it's looking through. It can just see whatever they want it to see. So how is, even if you assume that they knew about it, how is hiding behind a bush going to mean the wizard can't see them? Um, I don't know. It worked for Baby Moses, so. <laughs> you need to go back and reread the Bible. That's no, it not, did. He had, he like, hid behind he a bush and Miriam so the wizard couldn't see him. He and Miriam hid in the bush, and then she put him in the, the river, and he flowed away, and the alligators didn't eat him, and the hippos didn't eat him, and then he landed in the queen's house, which was so lucky. First of all, it was reeds, not a bush. Second, it was 
Reeds are like Egyptian bushes. <laughs> Second of all, it's not like the, the Egyptians were looking through some kind of magical device trying to find Moses. They Just the eyes of all of the police officers. I mean, what are they call police officers? I guess guards, the king's guards. It would be more like if God was looking for Moses and God like couldn't see him because he's hiding behind a bush. So it's not like he's these. But God could see him, and that's how the whole thing works. That's the point, though, is he's not looking through a camera. He's looking. He's just like can see anything he wants anywhere through this televiewer. It's yeah, like he's saying God. God can't see you if he's under a bush. Well, God says, like "Don't God. put your light under a basket or hide it in a bush." That's not true. But the basket is. Chelsea is starting to be a little bit drunk. I'm tired. Or maybe just tired. Tired and drunk are the same for me. No, drunk gets a lot more scary. It's not easy getting through these. We need some alcohol to help get through. It hurts. It hurts. It's like in the Civil War when they did an amputation, they gave you a piece of leather to bite on. That hurts. But we can't bite on leather and do this show. It'd be funny, though. You're like that man after you got punched. That hurts. It hurts. Uh, anyway, so um, Jimmy gets himself an order. Or, or first, Batman and Robin start the long walk back to the car. Uh, that doesn't work. Right. But the, the car that they had stolen is, is driven off a cliff. And I was actually surprised. They had a, a little bit of continuity where they actually say something. They actually acknowledge that they're going to have to do something about the fact that guy's car was destroyed. Like this is yeah. they're not normally big on continuity here and there's a four weeks in between people seeing the last part with the guy and this part where the car gets destroyed uh, bravo to Batman for having a little bit of morality I'm snapping for Batman he doesn't actually follow through, he doesn't do anything to help the guy but he at least acknowledges we don't know that, should. we haven't finished the series Okay, I, I, guess, I guess we'll see maybe he gives them all the big ribbon on it like one of those uh, car commercials around Christmas you think that'll be the, the end, the surprise ending? I would love that. Oh, what if that guy is the wizard? Fuck, <laughs> that would be an amazing plot twist. And the wizard's just like, yeah, sure, take my car. <laughs> so it's revealed that, uh, no, that, that happened earlier. Uh, Jimmy gets a call from the from some criminals, and then he just pretends to be asleep at Vicky's desk. Right, for like two seconds when she goes into her secret hidey hole. Yeah. Then so, he leaves. Yeah. And then these security guards at the criminals hideout, they, they have this kind of elaborate, for, for 1949, elaborate security system. And they have their own televiewer showing uh, Jimmy approaching their hideout. Did you think their security system kind of looked like Miss Pac-Man? Yeah, I could kind of see it. It was kind of like, um, it looked almost like Pong. Like there's like but with more things. Yeah, there's like, um, there, there used to be these old video games where they would, it would say like tennis or something, and but it was just Pong, and then they had like a plastic like overlay that you'd put over the yeah, TV screen. Yeah, I'm about. And uh, it was kind of like one of those, like there was some, like an outline of like the rooms and stuff. There's just like a little blinking Yellow dot. light. Yeah. Wait, was it yellow? It's black and white. It's black and white. Is it Why did I think light? it was yellow? Because you thought it was like Miss Pac-Man. Why did I think it was yellow? That's so weird. Is there like a color bias there? What color did you think it was? White. <sighs> Batman and Robin walk through the Batcave, 
that Bruce calls Alfred and asks if there are any messages. Alfred's, <laughs> Alfred says that Vicky called and was angry that he wasn't home. Oh, that's fair. He's never fucking home. Right. I feel like I could never date that man because I would always, ass- like, Bruce Wayne, because I would assume he was cheating on me all the right. time. You want your boyfriend to be a good person. <sighs> you don't want to date someone who's just falling asleep all the time. Right. And I'm and also just, like, naturally kind of a jealous person. Right. So, like, that would not work for me. Plus, you hate it when your boyfriend steals your car your car keys and leaves you stranded in the desert. I would fucking go to jail for murdering my boyfriend if he did that. But I think that's, like, it would probably be manslaughter. I think under those circumstances, no jury would convict you. So the criminals see Vicky approaching the hideout. Their security system, what we talked about, it looks like a Pong game. Uh, they kidnap Vicky, and they, they lock her in a room with a... With a telephone? But it's not, an ins- it has like a telephone box and then like an old telephone, but it's not connected. So she had to actually connect it together. I did not get that at all. I she put it together. Good for her then. I, I thought they were just really bad at kidnapping. No. Vicky is smart. She's, I don't know if I go that far. She's smarter than Linda. I don't know if she's smart smart. She is smart. She's she figured a lot of stuff out. She knows Batman and Bruce are the same. I don't know if she does. She does. It's really unclear. She does. She does. Okay. Woman's intuition is <laughs> better than Linda's. Uh, so she calls Alfred, but a criminal sho- shows up before she can give the address of the, of the place she's being held. So then a, a cut to a different criminal who's being aco- escorted somewhere by a cop. Mm-hmm. And then a different criminal he's hiding behind this pillar no so this is the one they they faked his breakout so they could follow him to the headquarters yeah Batman planned this yeah 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 yeah. but um the criminal is being escorted by a cop another criminal or someone pretending to be a criminal hides behind a, a, a pillar hits the cop in the shoulder with a pipe right cop falls unconscious pressure point this is a recurring thing where people fall unconscious by a blow to the shoulder. How do you want to test it? You want to punch me in the shoulder to see, see what happens? Oh! Did it work? He's unconscious. It works. It works. Science of Batman. Science. Science. Science of Batman. You really I hit me. You know, this is a podcast. I didn't hit you very hard. No one would have known. If I would faked it, I'm yeah, sorry. It's okay. It's your first birthday punch. Yeah. It's my birthday yesterday. Um... Also, Did we talk about that? I think we talked about that. Yeah. There is a part where Robin says, this is a man-sized job. <laughs> Batman says, yes, a Batman-sized job. And I was like, ew. <laughs> You're disgusting. So the criminals steal a van, and they, they drive off. Batman and Robin hide in the back of the van, revealing that it was a setup, and they planned this breakout. And uh, the, the criminals, they, they show up at the headquarters, and the guy who thinks he's been broken out by his friends, he finds out that his associates didn't have anything to do with the escape. And then they see Batman coming on the security system. And they, they flip a switch that will electrify. They, they worded this in the weirdest way. They said, this switch will electrify anyone who touches anything metal in the hallway. Like, say, a doorknob. But yeah. how do they go anywhere? I, I wrote down, was the word doorknob trademarked? Why could they not say doorknob? Or maybe there's, like, metal wainscoting. 
guess, but do you, what do they think that that's what's going to happen? Is that Batman's just going to be groping Walking the wainscoting with his hands on the yeah. walls like yeah. a little kid? Sometimes I do that. <laughs> um, I liked when they called jail Hooskow. <laughs> wrote that down. So they run away. Batman shows up. He touches the doorknob and is electrocuted. Mm-hmm. But Jimmy Dale turns off the switch and then he peeks under Batman's mask, revealing his true identity. Which is like, why hasn't anyone else done this in all of the times he gets knocked unconscious? They did that in the 43 one, remember? And he had like the makeup on. Oh, yeah. He's pretending to be. What's but only name? one Clark other White? time? I think so, yeah. He gets knocked unconscious a lot. All of the time. He's <laughs> Just take like, off his fucking mask. He's got to have, like, some serious brain damage. I would really like if, like, someone found, everyone found out who Batman was, and then so he tried to have a new career as, like, Frogman or, like, <laughs> Catman. There's a, uh, a great podcast called Dusted. It's a Buffy the Vampire Slayer podcast. Uh-huh. And they actually keep track of the number of times that Giles gets knocked unconscious. Poor Giles. Yeah. And it's, I, I feel like he's, Batman gets knocked unconscious even more than Giles does. Every episode, at least. Yeah. Giles gets smoked and goes just a lot. Maybe that's why he's so sleepy, Batman. Yeah, yeah, that's why. That's <laughs> why Bruce Wayne's always like, I just take a nap. He just has a concussion all the time. He's permanently concussed. Uh, so Batman is up and about again. He's running around, running up and down what appears to be a very slippery hallway. <laughs> Everyone is just sliding. That's what happens when your boots are made of socks. Yeah, yeah. Everyone is sliding down this hallway. Uh, and... So uh, he's trying to fight the criminals, and he lets Vicky bail out, and she runs away as he fights two criminals and runs away. Right. Everyone is having so much trouble with this fight scene. They're all slipping around so much. It was poorly choreographed. Very poorly choreographed. So Batman fights some more criminals, gets knocked out a window, and then appears to hit the ground, but the actual impact is hidden by a truck. And that's the end of part 10. Before we get to part 11 what did you how did you that, that, this is one of the few times I felt like Batman I was seriously wondering how does he get out of this before we reveal what happened when you saw this how did you feel did you think that he was really I was hoping he was dead <laughs> it really I was sitting there I was thinking, honest to God hoping he was dead I was like and the other four episodes are a funeral great I was honestly thinking, I can watch like, four episodes of the funeral. Because legitimately, you don't actually see the impact. I was thinking, like, what could they possibly do? Did he fall onto, like, a mattress? How could they... It was a mattress truck. Yeah. How driving could... underneath the window. Because that's the only way that I could think of that he doesn't... You don't see the actual impact. That's not what happens. They they have... <laughs> Let's just jump into it. So part. we're in episode 11. Yeah. Robin's, Robin's Ruse. Ruse. Yeah. So it turns out Robin was in the truck that hid the impact. Also, so basically what happened was when Jimmy sees who Batman is, he's like, I guess he feels some kind of loyalty well, hold, before to his sister. We, before we get to that, so let, let's talk about, there's a reveal a few minutes in. So before that, uh, Bruce like runs out, not dressed as Batman, dressed as Bruce. And Robin well, has... dresses someone else. Yeah. And Robin has, like, the mildest surprise to, to learn, like... He thought Batman just slammed in the concrete from, like, 20 stories. He just bounced up. Yeah. And just, like, two feet away from him, like, five seconds ago. He's like, oh, Bruce, I thought... Huh. 
Oh, I, I totally thought you were dead. Well, I guess not. Huh, how about that? Cool. Yeah. And uh, so then, like you were saying, continue with the, the explanation. Oh, um, so Jimmy, I think, is like trying to, re- to redeem himself for all the bad things he did to his sister. And once he realizes that her fiancé slash boyfriend is Batman, he... The way Batman explains it is actually very creepy. Yeah. Where Batman, yeah. like, pretends to be unconscious yes. and, like, lets yes. Jimmy undress him. Yes. And I'm like, yes. Batman, this is kind of kinky and I don't like it. I wrote down almost word for word that. I wrote down, this feels sexual. Yeah. This is not the first time Batman has let someone pretend. He hasn't. This is not the first time he's pretended to be unconscious. And let someone do things to him. Not only did he let him undress him, he had to redress him in Jimmy's clothes right. because Batman was unconscious. I that's I a lot of belts and buttoning pants and zippers and yeah. And, and the way they, they showed him, and he's just lying like stiff as a board, pretending to be unconscious. Wink, and, wink. Yeah, and Jimmy's like moving him around. It felt really sexual. I to me. really didn't like it. Like I, I liked the explanation, but I was like. Why is this a porno? I had to look up. I couldn't find a fetish for pretending to be unconscious. There's somnophilia, which is where you're attracted to people who are unconscious. But I couldn't find the reverse of that. Well, let's see. Uh, There's such a thing as consensual non-consent. Uh-huh. And I guess if someone, you could pretend someone was unconscious for that. And also, um, oh. I, I guess that would be the the best. What's the other one? Way to describe this. Um, I don't know. There's another one. I just can't. Oh, there was a TV show called The Strip. Uh-huh. Uh With Ed Westwick in it, and he was actually a serial killer who liked to rape women after he killed them. Uh-huh. So he started dating this girl. And he would have her hold her breath like she was unconscious uh-huh. uh, while they had sex. And then, it, like, it turned her on, too. So maybe that's, like, yeah, Batman. I, I couldn't find much on, on this. I found somnophilia, which is uh, the pretending or wanting to have sex with someone who's asleep. I guess there just aren't that many people who get off on pretending to be asleep. Because I, I couldn't find a word. But I guess... The only thing I can think of is, like, when you're a kid and, like asleep in the car, but then you woke up when you got home, but you were like, if I pretend to be asleep, my parents will carry me in the house. But you're not hoping your parents will molest you while you're asleep. No, but sometimes they put your pajamas on for you. (laughs) I don't think that's the same thing at all. I'm just trying to come up with some real-life parallels. It felt weird. It felt very creepy that Batman, it's a recurring theme with him, pretending to be unconscious. I can think of examples where you're, like, actually kind of unconscious and you let people take your clothes off and put you to bed and stuff, like being really drunk. So the wizard and his henchmen talk about how Jimmy bailed Batman, and when one of them, uh, one of the henchmen points out that, uh, so they think. But they how could they even tell the way he fell? He would have like smashed his skull all to pieces. Yeah. Like he would have been. They, they also. Stew. So they think that Jimmy was Batman the entire time. Right. And one of the henchmen points out that Jimmy and Batman had been seen together on multiple occasions. Right. And the wizard literally says, so dating. what? That that seems like a huge hole in his theory. He's just like, ah, so what? It doesn't matter. 
then one of the, the henchmen suggests Bruce Wayne has been seen driving around with Robin. Bruce Wayne is, Robin is in his full costume, and Bruce Wayne is just in the driver's seat. Because he gets down like that. Yeah, and the wizard's just like, yeah, that's ridiculous. Bruce Wayne is a lazy good for nothing. True. I wrote down, is, is the wizard dumb? <laughs> is he a dumb character? Is he not smart? Maybe. It seems like he's coordinating all these plans. He made a bad outfit. It's a bad costume design. But he seems so stuck on this idea Jimmy is Batman when there's really great evidence that there's not. And his plans don't make that much sense. Mm-mm. He doesn't know how ransom works. You know, it's a good thing he has the henchmen he does instead of the henchmen that Dr. Daka had. Because, like, those guys couldn't do anything right. Daka actually felt smart to me. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But, like, his henchmen were terrible. They couldn't do anything right. Yeah. So if Daka hadn't been so smart, nothing would have happened. Bruce Wayne visits Hamill, the inventor, and asks if there's any way to stop the remote control machine. The inventor acts like a dick and then invites Bruce to dinner. And he just says, he's just like, uh, fuck you, fuck your family, fuck the horse you rode in on. Dinner's in 20 minutes if you'd like to stay. That's literally the scene. I guess I was dozing off when that part happened because I didn't write it down. So Bruce responds to this by, by giving him all the details of his upcoming date with Vicki Vale. Who she is, where they're going for, what her profession is, and then he cries out, and afterwards we'll be having heterosexual intercourse. I mean intercourse, regular intercourse, with a woman, which is what I like. No, he did not. He didn't actually say it. That's, that was the oh, tone. Oh, okay. I was that like, was, there's no way I missed all that. <laughs> that was the tone of it. It's just like he feels, it feels so, like he's just so desperate to convince. I am a straight man with a yeah. girlfriend. I'm not sexually attracted to Robin pretending to, or undressing me while pretending to be unconscious. That's not a thing I like. That's going to be a thing he does like from now on. I like having sex while I'm awake. Robin's going to have to undress him for bed. Uh, so the wizard radios his henchmen to let them know where Bruce Wayne will be tonight. And so they meet him outside the restaurant and kidnap him. He shouts out, oh no, you're kidnapping me? Tonight I was totally going to let Vicky touch me with her boobs. I'm so bummed. <laughs> <laughs> Vicky follows their, in the car for a block. And she's like, one boob, Bruce. I told you, just one boob. <laughs> Vicky follows the car, but she stops after like a block, and then she just like stops and just reverses and just like gives she's up on like, this car chase. Yeah. It's not worth it. Uh, Batman, they're they're forcing Batman to drive. They're not like they didn't throw him into a car. He's driving, so he hits a pedal in the car, which radios Robin who's just doing science in the Batcave. And he just talks loudly there. He just kind of shouts what they're doing and their address. We're at 52 Commercial Street. Yeah. And the henchmen are like, calm down, autistic Batman. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. He's like, boy, a train is going by. I love those. Like if you were in a car with somebody doing this, you'd be like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> I did like that they're, we're starting to see really bad and really rudimentary, but there's something of, like, gadgets in the bad car. That's true. There's starting to be stuff on his utility belt. It's not good, but there's something there. Hopefully some condoms. Yes. Thank you, sir. 
there's there's a siren on the Batmobile. There's this pedal. It's something. Still don't know if the siren's legal. It's definitely not. The criminals accuse Bruce of being Batman. So then Robin shows up and immediately runs away before he's even seen a criminal. He just runs away. And then he he looks through a window and he flashes the bat signal. Which again, they think proves Batman is outside. They they don't know how this isn't I'm starting to wonder if maybe the bat signal was different in the forties. A lot of things were different in the forties. <laughs> but they think that that proves Batman is outside, and so Bruce can't be Batman. So they're interrogating him inside. And so they, there's another scene of, of the criminal seeing the bat signal, so they jump out a window to chase after him. It's this almost the exact same thing happened in the 43 one, and it bothers me how unscared they are of Batman. He's not, they're not intimidated. They're like, oh, look, Batman, let's go beat him up. Would you be scared of Batman? No. Me neither. I mean, he's supposed to be scared, but he's not. I got a big old knife from my kitchen. I'll get him. <laughs> How'd he get got? How'd he get it? He won't get it with one of the... I've never, literally, when I thought there was a murderer in my house, I had a knife that was, like, over 12 inches long and serrated. Like, that's far enough to keep yourself away from somebody and be slicing at them. Yeah. That's, uh... All you gotta do is know where those main arteries are. Come at me, Batman. Come at me, bro. I'm ready for you. Anyway. So Bruce is sitting inside, uh, guarded, he's guarding, he's guarded by one criminal who's just sitting in a chair, and then Robin lassos the chair with his cape? It's like he, like, pulls, like, there was a a tablecloth under the chair, and he, like, pulls it out of under it. Yeah, but he he definitely uses his cape to do But how does he get it under there? He just, like, throws his cape, and it kind of attaches to the chair. And then Batman piles furniture on top of him. Yeah, I wrote that down too. It's not like he punches him. He's literally <laughs> a blanket, another blanket, a mattress, a table, and I was like, "Are you mothering he's him?" He's stacking furniture on him, and it, it doesn't like knock him. That's like crucible kind of shit. Yeah, it's it's not like it knocks him out or like Poor incapacitates man. him. He's just putting furniture. It was such a bizarre scene. Do you remember that guy's name from the Crucible? I've never seen the Crucible. Or read it? I've never read it. Oh, you should read it. Giles Corey. I remembered it. I've read books. So, Bruce and Robin, uh, ru- excuse me, run away while the, the criminals fight Batman. Or there's, there's another guy in a bat, Batman costume who's running around. Criminals try and fight him while Bruce and Robin run away. Then the, the wizard pulls up in a car. And Bruce and Robin reveal is actually Alfred in the bad costume, and Alfred <laughs> runs away. That's but, like, good on Alfred, because yeah. he's holding his own better than Batman normally does. Absolutely. And I like that there was some kind of trickery and some kind of planning. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just a bunch of punching. I like knowing that there's more than one bat costume. Yeah. They have laundry day. <laughs> they, have, uh, they have it filed under E in their filing cabinet for extra, extra. bat co- costume. They, they get in their convertible, and they very slowly put the top up. It's a recurring like thing. Like, they're just sitting there. They're not even moving. They're just like... But this is a recurring thing in this serial. It's like when they were on the, the, the train, and Batman, like, jumps off onto the train, and Robin 
very slowly puts the top up. They do not want to drive anywhere with that top down. No. Gotta protect that leather interior. And heaven forbid they the top is like already down and they get into it or they like cut away. I feel like on that train scene, the top down would have been the better way to leave it. Yeah, absolutely. Because if you land scene, on the top, you're going right through it. Right. In the train scene, you would think you'd want to leave it open so Batman can jump back or in. Or like roll off of it in not a comfortable way. Right. But there are, uh, it's very important that the top be up. I agree with you. So uh, car chase ensues and the wizard pulls up Pulls a lever. Or, no, I'm sorry. He, they're they're chasing the wizard, and he pulls a lever, reve- releasing some smoke, causing Batman and Robin to swerve around in their car and presumably crash. Yes. And that's the end of part eleven. Next time we're going to do part twelve. Robin rides the wind. Robin rides the wind. Robin rides the wind. Uh, how are you? doing so far with this? How are you liking this series? I hate it so much. I hate it so much. It's the worst thing I've ever done in my life, including the time I ate ten zebra cakes in a week. (laughs) This podcast was a mistake. This is a bad idea. How how do you think your your feelings about Batman compare to where they were? We know you came into this not being a fan. Actually worse. On a scale of like one to ten how much would you say you like Like, Batman? at this point, Batman's, like, one or two, like, numbers above Donald Trump. I came into this 10 out of 10. Love Batman. Right. I'm down to, like, a four. Ooh. I, I'm not liking this. I, I got so sad watching these the other day. I had to stop. I had to start YouTubing clips from, like, the Dark Knight to confirm, like, oh, no, it actually... It, it, Batman can be good. I literally this isn't always what he's like. <laughs> when like the theme music would start playing, and I would get so angry, just like so mad that I had to watch it. So I had to start like rewarding myself. Like I would watch an episode of this, and then I would like do something else for like ten minutes, and then come back and watch an episode of this. It makes it a lot longer to get through. I, I just <sighs> I keep every day thinking to myself like, okay, I gotta. Watch another episode. I'll watch then, one a day at lunch. Yeah. And then, yeah, no. And then I get to the end of the day, I'm like, oh, I don't want to watch this. And the last thing you want to do when you get home at night is lay in bed and watch this. Yeah. But we only got four more parts. We got one more episode. We're going to be covering this. Important, important. Yes. And then it's, it's going to start getting better, I think. I hope. God, it, I hope so, Daniel. At least it won't be this. It's bad. There's going to be like an episode of Snatch where one of us kills the other one. Batman-based murder. I think this is the... Are there any Batman murders? Uh, there's that thing in Colorado. Oh, yeah. Where the, the guy... The mass murder. Yeah, the, the guy, he thought he was the Joker or something, shot that theater. Yeah, that was terrible. There was a guy in Seattle recently uh, who was arrested for throwing a batarang at some cops. He had, like, a spear that he'd made himself out of, like, a knife taped to a stick, and he was running around with that and batarangs and threw some at a cop. I'd just like to say, as far as I'm aware, there have been no Superman murders ever. <laughs> that can't be true. What about uh, George Reeves? He was murdered, wasn't he? You mean Christopher Reeves? No, George Reeves. The, the guy who played the Superman in, like, the, the radio show. Oh. But was he murdered as a result of Batman? <laughs> no, as a result of Superman. He oh, I mean, Superman. like, yeah, I know, but, like, 
someone come up to me and they were like, you fucking Superman. I don't have kryptonite, but here's a bullet. I don't know. I'm not even sure it's definitely a murder. I think there's some question whether it's suicide or a murder. I don't know much about it. Oh, actually, you know what it was? What? It was a stray bullet. Was it really? I actually remember reading this now. Thank you, because you know how diligent I am with my cat's research. Um, it was a sh- the neighborhood he lived in. There was a drive-by, and it was a stray bullet that killed him. So it doesn't count. I thought it was more mysterious than that. I thought there was some speculation about whether it was suicide or who killed him or why. Or no? I don't think so. I think it was just a stray bullet. Huh. Maybe we can look it up. We can update next week. We'll look it up. All right. Uh, Chelsea, anything you want plugs? You can find me on uh, Facebook at Chelsea Jackson. Uh, it's spelled with a Y at the end of Chelsea because my mom thought she was being original. Love you, Ma. Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at a mouthy broad, just like it sounds. And I don't really have anything coming up right now, so that's that's all for me. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Danny Rathbun. Follow the the page on on Facebook, like our Facebook page. Subscribe, give us a good rating, a review. Uh, it really helps if you want to do that. Please. Uh, I want to give a shout-out. I think I forgot to do this last time, but shout-out to our benevolent overlord, Joe Gilpin, who helps to produce this and puts puts this episode out. He has his own podcast, Up, Up, and Away. Uh, go listen to it. It's very good. I think that's it. Actually, I want to give a personal shout-out to Danny's parents for proving me right. <laughs> uh, that was really a big personal victory for me. And if you listened to the last episode, you know I was excited, but, like, it still stuck with me, so. My parents are very dumb that out there. <laughs> Very dumb. Have bad taste. Have great taste. Have bad taste. Have great taste.